Howdy do, buckaroos. This is Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, the TV podcast on the Incomparable Network about Westworld. Thank you to Jason and everyone at the Incomparable for hosting us. I am your host for this show, Kelly Gamont. With me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. We are here to react to the final episode of season two, the finale, episode 10. It's called The Passenger. Uh, I'm both really... I. All day, I've been really excited and really sad about this episode because regardless of what yep. happened in it, I don't get any more new Westworld for a long, long time. So I was really excited to see where we ended up, but I was also really sad that I wasn't going to have another one next week to tell me more story. How about you? Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's fear and loathing. Uh <laughs> I, you know, I loathe the fact that it's the season is over and I had so much fear that, you know, you always worry that it's going to be bad. And this episode mm-hmm. definitely was not bad, but I believe, Kelly, before we talked, you had perhaps the best summary reaction I've heard so far of the episode. Can you, can you repeat that for our, our listeners? It was, and I quote, what the ever-loving fuck? There you have it. That was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And... That was, uh, and and I think it sums it up really well because, I, <laughs> and I, you'll you'll remember, I told you that my analysis uh, for this reaction would be, I, I got nothing. I just, yeah, I, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> like, I, I'm... Yeah, we like neither one of us have any idea. We both like basically got on the call going, okay, look. I have no idea what on earth that was. Can you help me out? And the other person was like, I was going to ask you the same thing. So anyway, that's kind of where we are. So let's set a timer for, But we're going to react to it. And because it was a 90 minute show this week, uh, actually it was a 92 minute show. It was one hour, 32 minutes. And the reason that that's notable is because uh, one of the other Westworld accounts had posted today that that's two minutes longer than the original Yul Brenner movie. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So there you have it. Um, because it was a longer show, our reaction show is going to be a smidge longer. And uh, we are going to set it to the whole half hour. And we start now. So once again, we got the beautiful previously, which made me so happy. I just love them so much. And uh, one thing I will say is that uh, there's there's two things that struck me about this at the end, at, at the end of all of it. And they are that first, uh, Tom and I are on a train to nowhere with our theory about Charlotte, which is a bummer. Um, and second of all, that I did get an answer to what in the fuck is behind Maeve right now. Yeah. When we, uh, when I freaked out about the screen but, but last week. From remember the that. In the analysis show for episode nine, I, I described it as a tear. And that's yes. about as close. I, I was actually right about there. It's a tear, but not the way I thought it was a tear. I thought, you know, I thought but it was a exactly tear in the was. dome. Yeah, it's a tear. Right. But that's what it was because it was like a crack that opened up into a whole other thing. And the, ex- the execution of that was really interesting, but it was heartbreaking. So, so let, let's. Let's back up a little bit here All to right. the, the rest of the episode. Is the episode is as usual with Westworld, told completely sideways, but in a way, when you think of the season as a whole, and Nolan and Joy have repeatedly said uh, said this is the whole thing 
is structured like a detective noir novel, you know, where the mm-hmm. detectives stranded company arrive on the beach and they have a, a, a victim or a criminal who can't really remember what the hell's going on. And that's right. Bernard. The best they have is an unreliable narrator and they have yeah. to go track and down then the, you have to, the story themselves. Yeah. And you have to sort of tell the story backwards and sideways, but it right. jumped, it jumped around here and there. I also want to say props to uh, Joanna Robinson and her, uh, I forget who she had on her show last week uh, for coming up with the uh, it's Dolores inside Charlotte Hale theory, because boy, was that right? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Boy, was that right? Uh, and uh, I think a lot of other people got a lot of other theories wrong, <laughs> including us. Well, there were so many. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. many. I, I kind of like get, uh, I kind of like gave up on it after a while and I was like, just fuck it. We're going to watch it. And um, and then once again, uh, they not only had this fabulous episode that just took you out and about. You didn't know who was aligned with who. You don't know don't know who lived and died, in a way. Uh, and then they do that post credit scene. So because so just about it, the moment that you have this this stretch of like. I really don't have any idea what's happening here. <laughs> I'm, I need to sit with this for a while. Like, as you sit there sort of looking at the credits, you're not actually looking at anything in the credits because you're just sort of sitting there going, wow, my mind was completely blown. And then at the end of the credits, there's one more scene that says, oh, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So... Uh, Lisa Joy actually did an interview, uh, which we looked at right before this. We'll, we'll, uh, if we remember, we'll put it in the show notes. It's on The yeah. Wrap, where she explains the post-credit scene. But let's get to talking about the post-credit scene at the end of the half an hour. I want to go on some other things, like how about having sort of Logan right? Remember when I made the joke in the last analysis show that, like, <laughs> what is Logan? The, the tour guide? Of the forge, yes. turns out he's the tour guide of the forge. What if he's the tour guide? And I, I think I even said, I don't know if, if I agree, but that would explain that scene that we got of current Dolores with Logan, who we know is dead. Right. So I was just making a joke, folks, and uh, sure enough, he is the tour but, guide. Woo! Accidentally correct theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not brilliance. It's just it's uh, it's a dumb luck. But he's not actually the tour guide. Either he's the AI that runs the uh, the fort. He's the architect. Yeah, he's the architect. We're we're going back to that sequel to the Matrix that didn't actually exist. Uh, that's a little reference there. Anyway, uh, so that was funky, uh, and we had a lot of other scenes. So let's talk about the possible deaths here. Uh, racking them up, uh, I think Sizemore. Is probably per, uh, permanent, and he really redeemed himself in oh. this one, didn't he? Wasn't that heartbreaking? I even said, but we got to hear I, Hector's speech, though. That was great. <laughs> yes, and I, but I will say that uh, we, yes, but also that uh, we totally, totally like. I know I talked before about redemption, and like just because you're on that path doesn't mean that you're redeemed. But I, I got to give it to Sizemore. Yeah. 
That was the message I sent in Invisible Ink earlier. Was was I? I, I got to give it to Sizemore on the redemption thing on this one. Yeah. Um. The other thing is Elsie. Nobody else. Elsie. Holy shit. Oh, God. I'm sorry. You're a good guy. Now you get got. Yeah. That was but, terrible. I. But, oh God, I was mad. But the great thing is, is Hale gets it shortly after that for shooting her. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, like. Because again, I don't feel like that was bad enough of an ending for her. I guess uh, it's it's certainly creepy enough, uh, and uh, we'll get to who whose body Mostly swaps. Mostly, just made me mad like... because I didn't like because I feel like she didn't get she didn't get an appropriate like miserable death of like you sorry motherfucker. This is how you go. Right. But the other people are uh, that are dead, it seems – well, the other hosts that are dead. Uh, everybody! Yeah, Woo! everybody except yeah. except uh, Dolores Bernard and whoever's walking around in the hail skin there at the end. But we've got uh, Clementine. Uh, Maeve goes down. Uh, uh, Hector, the Armistizzles. And then you have uh, Akichita. Dolores and- there for a while. Yeah, Akichita, new new mom and Maeve's daughter, and a whole bunch of other people in the Forge Pathway Terror in Space thing. They're in the virtual. Yeah. They're in the virtual world now, but which I don't is, know if they're dead. Which because... is very sad to me because I don't know what happened to any of those people. Well, I I with the thing Post. flooded. I don't know what happened to any of them. Yeah, I don't know if that uh, did. Dolores kill them all, or did Bernard undelete them? You know what, or did they get beamed out in that crazy beam thing? There, I'm so confused as to what the fate of all these uh, consciences. Obviously, all the humans, except for one, uh, are dead. The human consciousnesses are dead. I'll get to the, the except for one yes. there. Uh, but uh, the so many dead. Now, obviously, we're going to see revivals because they're at the end. Uh, what's her name? Oh, Jesus. I can't, <laughs> can't think of her. She's the mercenary that was... Uh, Mei Ling? Mei Ling, yeah. Uh, Mei Ling says uh, to um, Dumb and Dumber. My my wife always calls them Dumb and Dumber. Uh, Felix and Sylvester. Uh, okay. That's what she referred to. She said, that's obvious... not nice to Felix. Yeah, but the, you know, it, it it is funny. But anyway, uh, he yeah, it's obvious they're going to revive Maeve, and if they revive Maeve, they're going to revive Hector and the Armistizzles, and you know, and possibly Clementine. Too. We're going to have all those people back. Uh, and we do know that Dolores, when she's hugging dead Teddy there in the beginning, she reaches into the back of his head, and to me, it looks like she pulls out his brain egg. Yep. And takes that flattened bullet because the bullet hit the brain egg and flattened, and she yeah, uses that. Yeah, and that's that, how she did in uh, Man in uh, Black. Well, the Man in Black's right hand. Oh God, that was grotesque. Blowing his fingers off. I mean, yes. talk about that. That that was one grim fucking special effect. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, so anyway, well, uh, lots of it was grim. To be fair, like. That was a lot of shit that happened. <laughs> so anyway, so those can be revived. Maybe we see Teddy in the forge, but 
is that one of the, I think it's five brain balls that, it's the five final Cylons. Uh, it is. <laughs> and we I don't... tried that on Don earlier, but he was still so confused. I'm like, well, one of them is Ty. And he's like, <sighs> what, what, what? what? <laughs> I am so slow, people. I am so slow. But obviously one of them is Bernard, right? But who are the other four? And when uh, Dolores walks out of the little room with naked Bernard, which was kind of interesting. Uh, and there's Charlotte Hale's body again. Who the hell is in Charlotte Hale? Another copy Who's of Dolores? Yeah, uh, one of the brain balls. Who did she take out? Mm-hmm. What? Well, I think who that are the one other of four? them is her dad. One of them is her dad. Uh, I think one of them is her dad. I think one of them is Teddy. And one of them is Bernard. So we're down to two Cylons. Yeah, so who are the other two Cylons? Because it's not... It's not Maeve or any of the others that were at the uh, tear. Mm-mm. And it's not Akichita because his consciousness is inside now, the forge, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and she didn't. And I really hope we find out more about what happens with him. So I saw. So we need to talk about her leaving, not because she left, but because. She had a very interesting conversation with Stubbs that basically just made me even more upset that we didn't get more time with him because of what I wanted out of him. Because you'll remember that Stubbs, I did say Stubbs rocks. He totally rocks. You will that remember speech. that I said all like one of the things I desperately need is the rest of Stubbs's story that makes him so kind to Bernard and 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 that there's all this stuff that happens and i'm like i think he's team robot but we don't know for sure i don't think he's a host before anybody starts spinning up some level of reddit crazy pants theory about well, it he but made the he made the joke about his core drive he, he made the joke about his core drive but remember what he said but uh, he's it's old... because he's pointing it out and he's winking at her without like closing the one eye and making the winky face you, that's where you... we're at do you think he suspected that she was not actually Charlotte? That he really I think doesn't... he knew for absolute certain that wasn't Charlotte. See, he said, I am a hundred percent convinced he knows that wasn't her. I, 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 I'm willing to climb on that train and ride it Woo-hoo! all the way around the park. I got going on a theory train. All yeah, right. I, I'm totally because he said, you know, the old man hired him, meaning Ford, mm-hmm. and so long ago, I barely remember. Yeah, right. And so, and remember on And loyalty is important or whatever it is that he, he right. says to her about that. Remember what uh, Ford says on the the Westworld ARG, the Delos ARG, when you ask him about Stubbs? He said, there's a good head on that uh, that boy's shoulders. You know, the the Ford Maybe. bot. I think, so here's, here's my theory, is that Stubbs knows... And and I understand this is an approximate term. A metric fuck ton more than he's let on. Oh yeah, I. And he once again, I'm climbing that. Tra- I'm climbing on that train with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think he somehow got clued in ahead of time. Like I, I don't know how he knows what he knows, but he knows way more than anyone else on his team knows, and he's okay with it. He's he's Elsie, but in. Livestock? What is it he's the head of? I don't remember. QA. Uh, security. QA. Security. He's, he's security. A, yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's not QA. Um, so security. Um, so he's like Elsie in security. Like, he's a good guy. And 
He's got more than a passing suspicion about some hosts and some guests and what have you. I, I, I am still I'm still hurting from Elsie just getting. Oh, you know, I think this is the first time I have a bunch of clear dissatisfaction in an episode. And it's because of how the, the characters I cared about got got. And part of that is because. But but now I we feel know- like Charlotte's wasn't bad enough. I feel like Elsie's absolutely came out of nowhere and and wasn't really earned. And I don't feel like it got us anywhere. And and like Maeve wasn't supposed to go down now that she's a Jedi Knight again. And 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 like all of the ones that I cared about are toast. And like there is nothing that brings them back because. We don't. If we get a Kichita back, we don't get him back the same way we get Maeve. We don't get Maeve back the same way we get Hector. We don't get Hector the same way we get, you know, because we're not getting Emily. And oh, she's in, really dead. But we'll in get real, to the post credit, yeah, for real. Well, uh, we're I, not getting I, her. We're not getting Elsie back. We're not getting any of the like. It's. I feel well, ripped I, off somehow. And maybe I, if I, I sit with it a little, I'll feel better. But right now, uh, uh-uh. uh. I, I don't feel bad about Maeve and Hector and the Armistizzles. And uh, thank you. It was Jim who came up with that, right? It thank was Jim. Jim Trur. Uh, the Armistizzles, and, uh, which, by the way, who were awesome in that battle. Uh, I don't feel bad about them because, you know, uh, Felix and Sylvester are on board with fixing them up. It, it, it's amazing to me that Sylvester is is on the... Uh, host uh help the host train now but i don't think he is i'm not convinced he's team robot i think he's team sylvester and if team (laughs) sylvester needs to smile at some fucking robots to get the hell out of here i think that's what he's gonna do i don't think he's legit there felix is legit there i think i don't think sylvester's team robot i think sylvester's team sylvester but but uh we we did see elsie get shot but we don't see immediately what happens once Bernard gets out of his thing. Does he go down to Elsie? Does he try to uh, repair her? We know we never see Elsie in the two week t- mm-hmm. uh, ahead timeline. The latest. Time and this line. does also blow but, out of the water. The theory but, that you had about Elsie being his imagination. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't believe that theory. I, I was repeating a theory that I, heard on I know but already. I dug it and it made a lot of sense and really I mean, not my theory that it was wrong yeah it was completely wrong but this explains why we didn't see her in the two week time uh, ahead timeline mm-hmm. but maybe there's something else going on with her because although we saw her shot we don't you know I feel like there's a whole nother season of stuff they didn't tell us in that same time oh <laughs> Jesus oh Jesus Christ and and the stuff in the end where you have the conversation with uh, Dolores and oh god and Bernard about, you know, we're not going to be friends. We're not going to be allies. Yeah. But, but she revived him and rebuilt him. Why the fuck did she do that? Because she I thinks th- he's important. He is important. I think they keep each other in check a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what it's for. You know, you don't really need Batman if you don't have Joker, right? Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like. But. By the way, I feel like there's a very different direction that relationship could go if one of them were to give it a chance. And it was sort of weird for her to be as comfortable as she is with with like, I'm pretty sure I'm the bad guy here and this is how this works, but I'm going to do a good thing. 
So it was very odd to me. Well, we'll see. We'll see what kind of. Obviously, she has some redemption here because she brought Bernard back and she brought other people back. So she's not, and she sees what she did to Teddy. But maybe she's mm-hmm. got something else planned there. I don't know. But I will say, you know, remember the scene in episode uh, three? Was it? Um, uh, was, it was so long ago now. Uh, when we watched her shoot the guy and she took uh, took the slugs to the sh- uh, the hip and the shoulder, the thing mm-hmm. that she does with the man in black outside the door to the forge, holy fuck, she's the Terminator bot. She's the oh Terminator. Oh my god. And, and that you was get, insanity. And William is obviously freaking out, but she's also doing it so he puts that, he puts the big dum dum so bullet. He gets to the right bullet. Yeah. Yeah. He gets the right bullet and blows his fingers off. Ugh. That's still freaking me out. That was brutal. That that Ugh. was brutal. Uh, and you know we and we see him on the beach as one of the survivors, mm-hmm. which you know uh, uh, the man in black, William. But we also see Emily dead as a doornail on the uh, beach. And Dolores can- oh, confirmed yes. that she was dead. And she knew who Emily was. That was also Which, creepy. That freaked me out. Yeah, she was she was very smart. And do you notice the books she was picking up and reading? I didn't notice what they all said. I, and folks, I've only watched this episode once. But one of them was Carl Strand. That was the book she, she, uh, she was oh. reading. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Bridge just asked. He got to the end of the episode. So at the <laughs> end, when it's Dolores and Hale's body, who's writing Hale? Yeah, that's what that's what everybody wants to know. Let me. That's what everybody wants to know. And also, I do want to say that in uh, uh, I ended up down a rabbit hole because Don sent a couple of links that that I was reading, and uh, in one of them. Uh, Lisa Joy, I don't know who coined it, but she was the first person I saw who used the phrase Haloris. Haloris. So yeah. I'm going with it. Haloris. Haloris. Um, yeah, there it is. Um, I I got I got frustrated because I don't feel like the right folks made it out. I think okay. that's why I'm unhappy. Okay. Because I feel like after everything that happened and all that she did and all that she went through, that Maeve deserved a better. I know it's not. Well, see, here's the thing. Yeah, but there's she's... no backups anymore. How are they going to fix them up? Yeah, what good are they sh- now? They, they didn't shoot them in the brain ball. They just shot their bodies. Yeah, but with no. Yeah, but with no backups, like, I don't know. I just felt like I wasn't they sure don't need they backups were, what they were going to get out of it. They don't need backups to repair their bodies, right? They just need Felix and Sylvester for that. But still, I didn't like how the I liked qu- so the, qu- the circumstances. What I'm more worried about able to see that Akichita was who helped her through, yeah. and that Akichita got her through the rift, and that they ended up in. The Paradise. promised land or whatever. Yeah. Paradise. And that all of that worked and that she got what she wanted. I am, you know, she protected her and made she, sure that she was okay. Maeve was smiling at the end. She got what she wanted. Yes. She protected her daughter. Yes. And so the great That's thing. That's just not what I wanted. Yeah. 
but the great thing about that is that once you're you're not going to fire Tandy Newton after the end of this season. Oh, good heavens, no. Good. So she's obviously going to get back. You're not going to fire Rodrigo Santoro either, right? Uh, right. Uh, who's the? Uh, and by the way, it wasn't until this episode that I realized how much Rodrigo Santoro uh, and um, uh, <laughs> the fellow who plays. Uh, Lee Sizemore, uh, God, what's his name all of a sudden? I'm just getting out here. Uh, how much do they look like each other? Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> how much do they look? At, you, you're not going to uh, fire Rodrigo uh, Santoro for the, So they're going to be back. Obviously, the ho- those hosts are going to be repaired. What happened? Their moment there, like but, that was so so great. I know we talked about it for a minute at the beginning, but that minute when. When Sizemore pulls Hector out of the way and says, no, 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 she needs you. I got this. It was my speech anyway. And then he goes for it. And I liked that he kept going even after they were like, you don't have, like, sir, you don't have to do this. And he just continued anyway. I really loved that. Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. I felt like his was the right way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he, he, not that I'm satisfied that he's dead, but I feel satisfied with his circumstances. And I just want more from Maeve than I got. That's all. Because I don't feel like I ever have okay. enough Maeve story. So I think maybe that's where that's at. I think I just also didn't like how, I didn't like how she went. Because they were like, oh, we're just going to shoot you now. Like, you've done all this amazing stuff and bullets. So I think maybe that's what it was. It, you know, I, I thought it was I, I thought it was a really nice arc. So uh, anyway, so let's talk philosophy for a second. And let's go back to virtual tour guide, the real AI, Logan. I just want to say uh. all those, by the way, all those scenes with James Delos in the Forge. Boy, was that creepier than fuck. Uh, the last uh. comp. The last conversation with uh, Logan, that hits you right in my heart. Yeah, it hits you right in the feels. But the thing that that the AI said is that humans don't have free will. They really are much simpler formula, that that's what this was about. They were able to correctly predict everything the the they were making them too complicated. The problem with all of them wasn't that they were too simple. It's that they were too complex. Making them simple, boiling them down actually worked. Were they going to – how many lines of code did he say? 10,247. Yeah. 10,247. So nothing. So uh, how much time do we have left? (laughs) We have five minutes. Okay. So let's and talk I just about got a message from a friend of mine that said, "I don't understand anything. Please help." <laughs> yeah. Well, put your friend on hold because we're we we don't want to let on to the people out there who might be. No, listening I just thought that, that was really funny because, like, my my reply is like, "Yes." So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the end credit scenes because this whole thing yes. goes to. Here's if we go by what Lisa Joy says. They pulled a fast one on us with time frames. And mm-hmm. she actually misuses the word. She actually uses timelines. I could just smack her for that. But <laughs> I, I love you, Lisa. But 
Uh, she says, you know, we see uh, the man in black outside the door and then he goes in the elevator and you think, and I, I thought he's either going to run into Bernard or he's going to run into Del- dead Dolores. And yeah, because we, we think that's all at once. So we're like, right. Oh, right. But then there's we a see- showdown. I come in. We just don't yeah. know which one, but then we see him barely alive on the beach when Haloris gets in the boat with mm-hmm. him and the other survivors. And it's like, what the fuck? Then you get to the incre- – and I th- uh, thank God I had the presence of mind. Hey, wait a minute. They did a sneaky mm. in-credit scene at the end of last season. I wonder if they did anything here. Holy fuck! Yes. <laughs> it's the man in black getting off the elevator. And, of course, he sees uh, he sees Emily because, of course, that's who he sees. But according to Lisa Joy – and this was my theory, too, that I told my wife. Yeah, I said, this is not now. Because, because this whole place is even more destroyed than what Bernard and Dolores left it in. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's like even what, further decay than yeah, what we've seen fucked up before. So I, yeah, I th- I think this is like in the well, maybe not the Star Trek future, but obviously the Man in Black is a host by this point, right? He's a he's a reproduction, but obviously also Emily is a host because she was dead. We don't. She was dead. But here's my theory is remember how the AI and the forge decided to pick Logan Delos, the son of the guy Mm -hmm. as his proxy for being Mm -hmm. tour guide and tester and everything else. He, he kind of liked being Logan, I guess. Mm -hmm. My guess is that's Tim again in Emily. It's the same guy. It's okay. the same Forge AI. So I think the Forge is still around. And I think what we're going to eventually see at the end of the series is something really fucked up where humans are basically t- tormented and treated like the hosts were. Okay. And and that's what they're trying to uh, pull off. But, In like the beginning of season two? Right. But... <laughs> Yes, uh, but what's really clear from what William says here is what he was – the reason why he was doing this whole thing is he really wanted to prove humans have free will. And that's what uh-huh. he was trying to destroy because he hated what they had discovered in the forge. He hated so, that they had discovered that humans are – how many lines of code did you say? 10,000 lines of code? 10,240? 47. Yeah, 47. He so, he wanted to prove he had free will. Obviously, he didn't because, you know, they had him. They had his number down. So, okay. So, when when is the simulation part? When does that start for him? This is the thing I've been wondering about. The simulation part. I'm not sure it. Uh, the the. The Emily host said it wasn't a simulation. Well, because remember, like with Delos, like it's his every day. He he has a day. He wakes up in the morning and he has his little routine, whatever it is. You know, sometimes there's a little variance in it. And then William comes to see him and they have a conversation. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Well, I, I think the simulation, as it were, is that the whole thing that the man in black keeps reliving is the last two weeks of his life. It's like the gala onward 
to this okay. point. So he gets shot in the arm and we're off to the races. Yeah. Basically. That would, that would be my guess, but I could be wrong. Yeah, fancy that. I could be wrong. Uh, that seems about – I wonder – well, because I was wondering if it was either earlier, which is you know the church, which in the plot – is the part when we get the reveal when she's talking about William and we see we see William 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 and then the doors to the church open and it's the man in black and we get the big reveal that they are one and one and the same. Yeah. Um I was wondering if like that moment was the moment it was like he goes to the church and kicks the door open and that's when it starts for that's when it starts. Uh, re- that really would Like make it- right in that right in that little window where um him and Dolores start throwing down you know because she's like i'm not crying for you so here we are all right um so we, i wonder we didn't even was... we didn't even talk about ford and uh, uh bernard using his inner ford which i thought that was <sighs> now like... okay we have to spend a second on that because i was half right and i'm really excited about it because i said that that was my elsie theory is that it wasn't really elsie it was just a part of Bernard's brain that was the calm and rational part that was motivating him to do shit. And it turns out that that part was wrong. It's just that it was Ford instead. Right. But there's such a parallel to uh, season one, episode 10, when Dolores is down in the exam room and she said, you know, whose voice was I hearing all the time? It was mine. Yes. Bernard does that same thing. So, and and figures it out and gets all the way there all by himself. Goes all the way home, as Elsie said. R.I.P. Yeah. Elsie. I have to pour one out for her later. Um, yeah. <laughs> actually, I said this once on the show, and then somebody actually showed me the shirt. So <sighs> I want the shirt. The R.I.P. Elsie shirt. I need one. So if you have one, or if you know somebody who makes one, I need to hear about it, because that's a shirt I totally would have. Actually, I want, like... A bunch of cool Westworld shirts. So uh, right now my Westworld shirt oh, count oh. is zero. I need I, I've got to show you something. So you mentioned it on the show here. I'll uh, <laughs> okay. pay, paste it. Um, oh, I pasted it into the uh, uh, the uh, the other channel, the our Westworld channel on uh, message. Uh, somebody on okay. Reddit did this uh, favorite moment of season two, episode ten, uh, when Sylvester says, "Seriously, <laughs> what fucking door?" <laughs> Because they can't, they can't see the rift. Only the host can see the rift, right? Because well, that... okay. So take it away. Reddit. Sylvester's a host. Uh, yeah. No, no. He he. No, he. Uh, he couldn't see the rift. He said seriously, "What fucking door?" Right? That's exactly my point. Oh. Because Bernard couldn't see the door either. Oh, that that door, right? Yeah. I'm throwing back to season one, Don. Come down the road. Season, with me. yeah. Episode <laughs> seven. Got it. Got the joke. Got the yes. joke. Yes. What door? Like, yes. So that was, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm still having a bunch of conflict internally about this this particular episode. Um, I, I'm still back at uh, what the ever loving fuck. But I do want to point out and, that, and I'm um, still back at I got nothing. Props to Tom Bridge who made a special who who made a Westworld GIF of Lawrence with the motherfucker caption, basically just for Don and I. <laughs> yeah. Um. I never had anybody make me. Actually, no, that's not true. One other person ever made me a GIF before. It was Jason, who we thank on every episode of the show. Um. 
because he made one of that bit on Letterman. It's a whole thing. I'll tell you guys about it on another show. Um, so anyway, I really did enjoy uh, the the motherfucker because I'm like, yeah, that's basically my review of this episode. And, and we didn't um, get any, we didn't get any Lawrence. He didn't come back. I know. I need I, I need more Lawrence. Like I I mentally am deducting a quarter point from every episode for lack of Lawrence when there isn't any. Bums me out. Um, I really, as a season, I feel like I have to go back and like watch through them again because just like season one, now that we know what we know, how does how does this season actually look? So, uh, and folks, we'll do that. Well, we'll do a podcast about that. But I mean, for myself, I need to just sit down and like wail through them in a weekend uh, in my copious amounts of free time and like sit down with them all again. Now that I know how it turns out, like season one and see where we are. And yes, we will be back. First of all, we will have an analysis show for episode 10. We will be doing that later this week. And then um, we will start. I don't know when we may need a little bit of recovery time and morning. You know, RIPLC. Um, and we will end up uh, doing the, the regular rewind episodes again. We will get the rest of season one out the door. We will get season two out the door. And uh, hopefully in the meantime, we will end up with a little Game of Thrones or something that will help entertain us until we get more Westworld. And and we're going to be doing an analysis of this episode, too, this week, right? And we might have some guests. Is that correct, Kelly? Oh, there's a high probability of guests on the, on the finale episode. Um, I do – and I do want to point out that both uh, Tom Bridge and Jim Truer have been on the show with us. And uh, they – basically are on every show with us even if you don't hear them because we talk to them all week with theories and links and ideas and all kinds of stuff um i would like to hear that from all of you if you have thoughts about episode 10 uh, or the season as a whole i would like to find out about them because we will include them in our uh, season 10 analysis show you can find the show on the tweety box at westworld rewind you can find me on Twitter as Verso. You should find me on micro.blog as Verso. And you can find Don at... Don Melton in all of those places. <laughs> including GitHub. Yes, including GitHub. Yours is mostly including GitHub. Yes. And uh, I think that's going to do it. This is our last reaction show. Um, Not ever. About it. No, no, but for the for, season. Cause for season two, episodes. yeah. Yeah, we started them with season two, and hopefully you all liked them. Um, <laughs> so um, nobody complained about them unless I screwed the mix up. So yes. yeah, when I got the mix bad, we heard about it. But otherwise, uh, it seemed like people liked them. Uh, we would like to hear about it, and, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and end the show so we can get this one posted. Dawn, thank you for sitting up later on Sunday nights and doing this show with me. It's been a lot of fun. I I am so honored to be on the show with you. And uh, I am so fortunate. Oh, you. All right. Um, yeah, it makes really good podcasting to listen to me blush. Um, <laughs> so, so we're going to call it there. Um, this has been the season two reaction show episodes for Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, the incomparable TV podcast about Westworld. Thanks again to Jason and everyone at Incomparable for hosting us. And 
I've been your host for season two reaction shows. Kelly Gamot with me as always is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. And until the analysis show is released, be excellent to each other. Bye.